0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
1: So this episode of How to Kill an Hour is brought to you by Microsoft, who are focusing on helping you to achieve your goals in or out of the office. Because like technology plays an enormous role in helping you, me, and everyone else in their career goals and pursue their hobbies. And to do that. You need the right kit. Microsoft Windows 10 has been designed to help people be more efficient, productive, and creative, whether that be working on office documents, gaming in 4K, exploring new worlds in mixed reality, or sharing files faster. In fact, Microsoft very kindly sent us over a brand new HP Envy X2 2-in-1 detachable PC loaded up with Windows 10 just to prove how awesome it is. More about that in the show, but make sure you check out the hashtag BeMoreFree and see how others are taking their passions with them everywhere they go with Windows-powered devices. Are you serious? Welcome to How To Kill An Hour. My name's Marcus Bronzy. And I'm Nick Bright. What's going on? Long time, Nick, man. It's it's been
2: a minute, mate. I've been so busy just, you know, with life. Preoccupied with everything that's happening in life and the World Cup and just all sorts of stuff. I haven't even had the opportunity to come down and kill some time. I think the last time I killed some time in the How To Kill An Hour studio was um, with David Avery.
1: Really? And that might have been the last time I came on the show. It's too long. Too long. It's but been, been a while. Usually we I'd be like, oh Nick, what have you been up to? You know, let us know how you've been killing time. I know how you've been killing time, bruv. Yeah, it's been going all right, actually, mate. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, the, you you've been a big part of the World Cup.
2: Yeah, so basically, um the radio station that I work for, BBC Radio One Extra, we partnered up with BBC Sport to do something called barbershop ballers which uh, I was the main presenter for. So it was, it was a, it's a TV show that was set in a barbershop um, and it was on after every BBC World Cup game. So like when, I don't know, Brazil against whoever finished, if you hit the red button on your remote when you were watching the, uh, the, the, the BBC coverage or you went on the BBC Sport website or app, you could watch Barbershop Ballers. And it was me and three guests each night
1: kind of just catching banter and talking shit about the game. When people hear about sports shows, nine times out of ten, they think men in suits or waistcoats now, thank you very much, Gareth Southgate, <laughs> for making those super popular. like Waistcoat Wednesday. Waistcoat Wednesday. They think about guys in suits going, oh, yes, if you look at the statistics, mm-hmm. what, would you say barbershop ballers is anything like that, Nick? I'd
2: say it's like nothing like that. The only thing that makes it similar is the fact we're talking about football. Mm. But like they, they really wanted it to be like me and three mates like like a barber shop you know the the set that we were in was in a in a, in a former barber shop um, where I used to go and get my hair cut actually I still get my hair cut there now but they've moved shop so we just went in their old shop because it was still there mm-hmm. still empty and mm-hmm. it still had the like black and white tiles on the floor so it kind of still looked like a barber's uh, and then we just themed it out got barbershop chairs Everything. Uh, It was cozy. Comfortable chairs, isn't it? They
1: are. They are the most comfortable chair. They're
2: super comfy, but it was so hot in there, bruv. Because I don't know if like if you're if you're listening to this abroad or, you know, maybe you're not in London, but but London, the temperature has been like this summer has been the most incredible summer for about 10 years. Love it. Like it's been hot. It's been above 24 degrees, which for
1: us, that's amazing. It's been above 24 for about a month. And it's been great. that's above seventy five. Is that if, is that if, what yeah, it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because some people are like twenty four. Damn, that's cold. I, I, I <laughs> don't, calling I, that hot. <laughs> I, I don't understand the, uh, the the American weather. Whenever I go
2: on holiday to America and they start talking in that Fahrenheit chat, yeah. I'm like, I don't know how hot it is. I don't know what I should wear. Is it hot? Is it cold? I don't know. Just you,
1: but, well, you just got to look. Sun's in the sky if you're in LA or the West Coast. Yeah. Hot day
2: or Miami or Miami. When yeah. I went to Miami, man, I went to Miami in September, so it's kind of like. You know, it can rain quite a bit because it's like mm. the hurricane season, but it was still baking every day, bruv. You go outside and it will be pissing down with rain, yeah. but you'll be like, my God, so hot, man. I need to get inside for
1: air con. <laughs> like, it'll be raining hard, but you just want to get inside. The humidity doesn't work for me, but let's, let's put this in perspective for our American listenership, Nick. I had some mates over from LA mm-hmm. and they said, hey, man. It's too hot for real, yeah. And you they what they said, what made it worse is we're not a country that's designed to facilitate extreme no. weather, we are England, the UK, Great Britain is all about mild, yeah. Right? We're just like in the middle, so that means we can we're not prepared for when it's super cold, right? Yeah, and we're not prepared for when it's super hot, so we haven't got AC everywhere, no. we've got air conditioning in our cars, yeah, but that's about and in shops, but in a, in a house,
2: bruv. The other day, I was contemplating sleeping in my car. I was like, this <laughs> this shit is too hot in my room. Like trying to sleep, and then like, because yeah. you have to have the windows open. It's like bare noisy in the morning when people are going to work and that. I'm just it's just annoying, man. But listen, I'm not moaning about the hot weather. Love it. Lo- long may it stay.
1: Can I can I ask you what your method of staying cool was? in your house because everyone has their own kind of little way of handling the heat
2: uh, for me i just firm it out for ages as well i didn't even have a fan in my room what i was fully just firming it out and i was like this is this is unbearable and in the end <laughs> I, I, I bought a fan because i didn't have a fan yeah i bought like a like one that's like high up so it can like get you on your bed because no so so it, it's on a stand yeah, yeah yeah exactly like a stand fan yes bruv it is the best investment ever <laughs> like i didn't go i didn't go for the budget the budget level but i didn't go for the dyson you know these dyson ones which are like 400 quid i'm like bro if you're buying a, if you're buying one of those you literally just have too much money like 400 quid for something that can do the same thing that the next one does for 50 quid my one was 50 pounds bruv that and it weren't that that weren't the bottom of the pile either there was cheaper ones but i was like 50 pounds it says it's eco says it's quiet because the quiet thing, if it's in your room, that's important. You don't want the kind of... Drrr. Yeah, yeah. Like, this one's just, like, quiet. Like, you can hear it. Okay. But it's nice. Trust me. And that's it. Uh, that's how I've been killing
1: time, talking about fans. Fans. Uh, right,
2: we're back next week now.
1: I'm joking. <laughs> uh, my technique has been uh, a couple of cold flannels with the fan. Oh, wow. So, uh, get the flannels, wet them up a little bit with cold water, wring them out. One goes on my head. The other one... Goes where? On my head. Right. So.
2: Uh, uh, second <laughs> head. But before before we change the subject, though, quickly, I, if you're thinking about a hack, someone I used to live with when I was at uni, he had the best, like, he hates the heat. He still talks about the heat now. He's one of these people that likes the winter.
1: So right now he's struggling like, yeah, if he's yeah, in yeah. the UK,
2: right? Yeah. He's mad because everyone likes the heat. I don't what, know. What's his name? His name's Rich. Shout out to you, Rich. This so goes out to you. I used to live with Rich when I was at uni. And he bought one of those, you know, those silver floor fans you can get. They're yeah. like silver and they go on the floor. And they, you, sometimes you see them in shops that are too cheap to buy aircon, yeah. blah, blah, blah. He bought one of those from Amazon. And then he got lo- like some pegs, washing up line pegs. And he pegged his duvet around the fan. So like the bottom of his duvet, he pegged it around the fan. And then he turned his duvet into a wind tunnel. Yes. And his whole duvet was just like, the fans, because they're powerful fans. It was strong enough to just like keep the duvet up. So he's, his bed was just like this wind tunnel. So it was, like, it was a sick hack, to be fair. But, you know, I'd, I'd be scared that, I don't know, it might catch fire in the night. Man's getting
0: yeah, man's getting
2: baked in the... One minute I'm like, oh, it's nice and cold in here. Next thing yeah. I'm like, shit, man, it's hot in here. What the fuck's <laughs> going on? It becomes like a <laughs> massive flame tunnel. <laughs> wind tunnel to flame tunnel. Real quick. But it was a good hack and it worked for him. That's good. He's really good with stuff like that as well. Another one he did. Do you remember... Do you remember um, you mid guitar hero, and there was one called Rock Band. Was
1: mm-hmm. it rock Band. Rock, uh, uh, it was. It was Rock Band, I think. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, the one yeah. for Xbox.
2: Anyway, was, uh, he took. He got his Rock Band drum kit, and because it used to make too much noise and annoy his neighbors downstairs and upstairs and all that, because it was like plastic, and it. He worked out how to take the plastic bits off, put sponge, and uh, put the like take the sensor off the plastic bit, put sponge. And then put the sensor back in between the sponge and then like a um, mesh material. But the same color as what they were before when they were plastic. And like still be able to use it. So it's like sponge and mesh material. Rich has a lot of
1: time on his hands. He's, I can't even begin to contemplate what he's been designed, been designing to get over the heat over the last bro, few days. He's on this. He's probably got fridges connected up to fans, I, a massive wind tunnel in his house. I need to speak to him actually to find out, see if there's any
2: hacks I can, um, I can take on board. I ain't seen him for a little while. He'll be in the workshop, Nick. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. He, he won't be about. Yeah. Maybe you should get a job for Dyson, mate. You know what I mean. Coming out of all these,
1: these <laughs> workarounds and hacks, the, the duvet fire tunnel. That's, that'll be his next invention. Great in the winter, also yeah. good in the summer. There we go. Flick that switch. Heat those toes. Yeah. Um, a quick one before we move on, though. Barbershop ballers. Who's your favourite guest? Because uh, there you've had you had some really. They were just funny. (laughs) There's a lot of people that are really funny.
2: I think the shows are still available on the BBC iPlayer. If you'd like to check them out, um, if you just go to the BBC iPlayer, I think that might only be in the UK. So if you're abroad, you might not be able to watch it. But um, in the UK, if you go there, you can see all nine of the shows that we did. Um, Probably my favourite guests. It's hard to to put down one guest, but I really enjoyed um, the episode with Trevor Nelson, um, and the two guys from Cheeky Sport, um, Akeem and Big J, they're, uh, they are they, they run a YouTube channel, those yeah. two, and they kind of... It's all about fan content with them. They'll be outside grounds, outside, like, stadiums, talking to fans, and, and the whole thing is, it's not like football. So, it obviously, it's loosely related to football because that is, that's the peg, but, like, they'll talk to fans about, like, I don't know, would you let your girlfriend go on a date with Harry Kane or Lionel Messi? Like, mm. so it's still, like, It's still football, but it's not like, oh, how many goals did that person score? Because this is boring if you don't like football. And that's the kind of vibe we tried to bring to Barbershop Ballers as well. But yeah, those guys were good. Trevor Nelson, Wavy Boy Smith, aka Mr. Biggs. He's a rapper from the UK. He was obviously amazing. Um, Bizzle was very funny. He was very funny. Lethal Bizzle was just on it, though. You know what I mean? He
1: just seems like a law unto himself. I think you were talking and he goes, hang on, Nick why are the winning shirts right next to us?
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, he he, he started trying to cuss my hair and it's like... He's so funny because I used to DJ for Bizzle so we got a good relationship anyway. But, like, I'm just so used to the way he behaves. Like, you know, he's very... uh, He's very much somebody who... He likes to attack you on a banter level. Yeah. He he will come for you, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's like... It's almost like he's a brother. Like, you know... You know, when you've got siblings, that's what they're like kind of thing. That's what he's like.
1: The older brother wind up
2: kind yeah. of sibling. And, and, and if the worst thing you can do with him is if he knows he's getting to you, you're fucked because he'll just, he'll come again and again and again and again. Like... Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, whereas if you just like, uh,
1: whatever, man, like, don't really mind. Like, <laughs> even, even though inside <laughs>
2: you're pissed. He's, but, got,
1: he's got one of those sniggers that can start arguments. Yeah, he? He's yeah. got that kind of...
2: Yeah. Oh!
1: Oh, did he just say that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, check him out on iPlayer even though it's not coming home just yet. Uh, it will be, it, it, will, be it will be eventually. 2022. It's a good watch. Yeah, and like you said, you don't necessarily need to have seen the footballs nah. to get it because it's
2: good banter. And speaking of coming home before we move on again, quick fact for you. That song Football's Coming Home, um, it's the first song to go to number 1 on four separate occasions. Jeez. Um, and that's obviously because of the uh the football comes around you know what i mean so it went to number one in 96 then again in 98 then maybe
1: 2000 and something and then uh, this year not even an official fact but that's probably my fact is that's going to be like the first tune that i've heard of in a while that's not had some kind of superpower new age artist that has that ultimate social media following that's kind of made that happen it's literally been the power of the people
2: yep and and the thing is with that Badil and Skinner, the the the, the two guys who uh, who did the song with with uh, I think it's the Lightning Seeds. Yeah, as that's well.
1: it. Poor them. They hardly um, ever get a mention. I know, the Lightning Seeds. Yeah. I know,
2: but I'm bigging them up. The Lightning Seeds. I see you, Donnies, but they're getting paid in the shade anyway. Yeah, so let's they not are. feel sorry. for Yeah, man. yeah. Um, those lot are creaming it in, man. It's like that's almost. It's almost as good as having a Christmas song because Christmas comes every year, whereas the World Cup only comes every four years
1: and i don't feel like we get sick of the song it's yeah. not like oh no more i carry again yeah. no it's not that it's like it's coming up. well it's it's, it's, coming it's with that as well it was because um
2: it started off as a joke didn't it everyone's yeah. like it's coming home but everyone was like it's not really coming home because we're crap and then like we started doing really well and then we looked at the draw all the good teams on the other side of the draw we had like easier teams I'm going to say easy teams easier teams and then we fucked it up and lost to Croatia so there we go, there we go. I was glad that they got battered in the final though so you know I feel
1: like works. a small thing I can t- a win I can take away from it is that I've got African in me so I feel like yeah Africa won the World Cup but yeah, so that's France, another debate yeah. <laughs> it's another debate we won't get stuck into Um, no points for guessing how I've been killing time Nick after the pre-roll that I gave at the start of this yeah, show
2: you have been on this ting mate with this la- new laptop
1: with the latest Windows 10 is what it is right in fact we've got i got a lappy he here It's in the studio Nick It's in his yeah. hand it's, in, it's now in my hand uh, So yeah basically With Windows 10 They've got loads of things That we can actually Use as creatives I'd like to call you creative Nick you're a very creative guy uh, it Comes with a pen Which you like the clicky buttons on Didn't you Yeah yeah There's, yeah.
2: there's li- two little clicky buttons on there So yeah. I'm guessing uh, You can just Click away on stuff
1: Yeah that's right uh, And basically using the pen You can annotate videos Or photos Using the Windows 10 Photos app Now for us I didn't realize how much people like us actually annotate videos and photos. You know, like when we're doing social media and we're like pinning little tags on people. Like I caught a guy double crocking the other day with a, a Crocs t with a, a Lacoste t shirt and Crocs shoes on, so I had to like put the hashtag double crocking out there on it. Obviously, you got the Office three six five, which means you can handle all your email business wherever you might be in the world that day. And also, there is. Edge, which is a nice browser to use. But one of my favorite things, one thing that stands out to me is a feature called Snip, which is quite relevant in this world where we like to grab some content that we've seen out there and share it with somebody. We do it loads here on How to Kill an Hour, share content, something that we've seen that we want to talk about on the show, might want to add some notes to it. A Snip is a screenshot, basically, right? So when I say Snip, I mean screenshot. So basically, snipping, I could snip a little bit out of a website that I like, take it, annotate it, send it over to you. Do you know what I mean? Which is kind of good for How To Kill an now. We're always sharing like ideas, tech and content. Like, oh, check this out. This is cool. What do you think this would be like? Should we make a video about this? Should we do a podcast about this? That's pretty cool. Uh, OneNote is a way that they actually... It's, it's a system that you can use to keep all of your notes in one place. Now, you come across as somebody, Nick, that takes a lot in there's a lot of information flying at you throughout the day yeah are you somebody that requires somewhere to put your notes like you need to write stuff down to make sure you remember it yeah
2: definitely like and the good thing about nowadays and i don't mean to turn this into a kind of like oh you know back in the day but can you imagine kind of like not having your device your phone or you know um tablet or anything really laptop where You can have all of these things in one place. Your calendar, you know, things like that. I couldn't imagine having to remember, like, the days where I've got to go here, the days where I've got to go there, you know, even simple things like flipping shopping list. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anything. So, yeah, I need all of that because I'm very forgetful, bro.
1: Even worse than that is having to have things on one bit of hardware, which is a diary, and leaving it somewhere mm. and losing it, like, could you? Like the other day, I smashed my phone. Everything was in the cloud, safe. Yeah, but like, if I lost my diary, or if God forbid, I was in a fire tunnel after you know trying to create a fan in my room and yeah. it set a fire to everything, it can happen. It, th- these things happen. Uh, I'd be messed up. So like, I'm just really happy that nowadays I know I can write something down. Or with one note, you can gather drawings, screen clippings, or snips an audio co- commentary. So like you can drop a little audio note in like, you know, uh, oh, I must pick up milk or oh, it's a sick way that I made lime rhyme with grime. So when I get back to the studio, I can put that bar. up. Okay. Maybe not. But do you know what I mean? Like anything that you have in your head, you can get it down and access it later. And I can find it somewhere yeah. else, which we'll actually talk a little bit more about uh, Windows 10 being able to do as well. Uh, Skype's another thing that's pretty cool uh, in Windows 10. It's had a nice little juju up. I feel like, Skype was something before that was a little bit clunky, but now I feel like it's it's almost as easy as doing like a kind of WhatsApp call or yeah. something like that. It's pretty pretty
2: easy to use. Well, the, what, what happened with Skype? I feel is there was a, the, the increased competition. And, yeah, man. I mean, competition yeah. got 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 increased for them. Uh, built in, in competition as well, built into devices and Skypes. Obviously, it was a standalone, and uh, they've just upped their game. When uh, we did the. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when, when 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 we did the run london thing not run yeah. london what was it, uh, it was undercover london undercover london where we we had to basically act like secret agents me you and producer bill who's not here today but you know he's here in spirit we uh, we had like a Skype conference call going the whole time we were doing that and we were like proper acting like secret agents like yeah I'm 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 in Leicester
1: square I'm, yeah I'm the ready. one the one headphone <laughs> <Yeah>. in <laughs>
2: We're we're just taking
1: it seriously. Look, listen, mate. If you ain't going to go and go balls deep, what's the point? Uh, Do you know what I love about it? When we're in environments like that, Nick, you invest in the moment, bruv. Yeah. Fully. What's the point in not, like, the zombie one, you know what I mean? I'm not gassing the thing, up, Nick. If I'm in a real zombie apocalypse, I want you on my side because... You're watching The Door. It might be more you're scary, though, a real one, you know what I mean? Yeah, but if you're, if you're taking it, that's, oh, wait, wait, is this all? Is this bravado because you know it's not real in, yeah. in a, in a like, real zombie apocalypse? A real one, it's
2: like the closest one to the door is the first dude getting killed. I'm thinking, mm, don't want to be close oh, to the door. man. You know what I mean? I, I'm I'm thinking, might just be far from the door.
1: Oh, that's one of my favourite stories about you, Nick, is, is being in a zombie experience with you and then turning around and going, Nick, do you think, um, I look at, Nick's not next to me I look by the door he's there cocking his shotgun Yeah, I got your six
2: I'm waiting I got got your six boy
1: I was like okay
2: bruv that was that was a sick experience as well big up Z events
1: it was it was but yeah uh, Nick zombie apocalypse if I get the performance out of you that I did out of the other thing uh, out of the actual fake version of a zombie apocalypse that's great but if if you're telling me that's not going to stand up then you might be off my zombie apocalypse squad bruv
2: well, listen, hopefully there'll never have to be a zombie apocalypse because, you know, it would be pretty terrible if there was. But if there's any more zombie events that you you, you hear about, Marcus, invite me. I'm, I'm ready to go to another one of those. That was fun.
1: Oh, nice. Nice. Um, actually, there is something coming up, actually. I'll let you know about. Hold tight for that, listeners. We'll, uh, we'll share that with you as well. Uh, Focus Assist. Now, this is a big thing we've spoken about across How to Kill an Hour easily since the show has, has begun. And that is... The fact that because we can access our phones, our technology, our laptops, our tablets all the time. Is there a danger of us not being productive? So, for example, if I can have access to my emails, uh, all of my messaging services, all of my social media, all on one screen am I really going to write that email that I need to write when I've got people liking, commenting, and sharing and stuff like that? And what the the new Windows 10 has got is got this thing called Focus Assist, which is one of the first kind of iterations I've seen of them actively, of you actively choosing to ignore certain things. So for example, the way I could use Focus Assist would be like, I don't want any sort of information about who's WhatsApp me, who's emailed me, who's contacted me. For two hours while I write this document, for example, and it will basically park everything up for you so that you can come and check back on the notifications afterwards. But while you're working, you're not getting any sort of hassle. Now, for me, I think that's super important. I think there's a lot of people out there that could be so much more productive. How are you? Do do you find yourself easily distracted if you're meant to be doing an email (laughs) or something like who isn't (laughs) who isn't like, especially in this day and age?
2: I'm th- I'm just one of the biggest procrastinators ever as well. Like, you know, when you've got something to do and you're just like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it in a minute. Like, let mm-hmm. me just like, check. I'm just on WhatsApp, you know. No, I'm just on, uh, like, Instagram. Blah yeah. Blah, blah. yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Don't worry. Don't... Before you know it, it's like... You know, three hours have gone by and you ain't even started. That's that's what I'm like. I feel like this would be a really good thing, actually. You say, you know, if you're a, if you're a student, for example, or you know, any anything. I'm just using a student as an example. And you've gone to the library to work on um, some coursework or dissertation or something. You can just you can set this two hours, bang, and you know, in that in that two hours, you know, you're not going to get distracted by um, your housemates telling you that they're uh, they've set their duvet on fire because they've tried to attach it to their fan (laughs) you know
1: anything like that so i feel like it's a good thing it is it is i mean the thing is 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 how is how we use it like i think if we actively get involved in focusing and and saying right i'm going to be cool with missing all my notifications and everyone gets used to someone saying to them do you know what mate sorry i missed your email the other day i had my um i had my focus assist mode on and everyone goes oh that's all right that would be cool because I, th- I think we need that more. Before, I think, and I'm going to sound like old man, you know, good old days, but before there was a time when I could email you today and you'd email, email me back tomorrow. And I'd be like, oh, cool. He's not looked at his emails. But now, nowadays, yeah, yeah. I feel like somebody could be calling you at six o'clock and saying, Did you see the email that I sent you at five? Yeah. And I'm like, nah, man. I didn't look at my phone. They're like, or my laptop or whatever. And they go, Oh, are you on holiday? no no i'm about you can't you can't get you can't get away with that excuse anymore no i I, I
2: didn't see it man never but like that's why on some some apps i have like notifications turned off sometimes like sometimes i turn the notifications off on my whatsapp because otherwise it's just like pinging out of control you know stuff like that you know like i don't i don't have group notifications oh turned on never
1: on oh, oh can you imagine it's just annoying man oh, no. i had it
2: turned on before and in the uh, where i work the one extra whatsapp group just like it went off and then i was just like nah, this is this is annoying it's too it's much yeah. too
1: much um so yeah that's focus assist I, I really like it that's one of the things It's it's simple in kind of its conception but well it's simple in terms of its idea but it's just it just works you know what i mean uh, another thing they got is a katana. They've given her a little bit of a... Uh, <laughs> Zhoosh. A zhuzh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> sound effects. I thought you were the, the guy from Police Academy for a minute.
1: A Police Academy, that <laughs> guy? Yeah, um, yeah, so they've given her a once-over, uh, a twice-over, actually, and she's a little bit smarter, which is great. So She can pull information from emails, uh, calendars, or reminders without you having to go trawling through them. So, for example... I could say, shout out to Billy. I could say, when's my next meeting with Billy? Production for How to Kill an Hour. And I'd say, Wednesday. Or when am I meeting Nick Bright? And it'll mm-hmm. say, today. Uh, so that's pretty cool. I like that. I, I'm, I'm ready now, after watching all of the Iron Man films and all the Infinity Wars, I'm ready for a Jarvis right, kind okay. of style. Well, not Jarvis because he's Vision now. But I'm ready for a Tony Stark level of AI. Right, yeah? okay, okay. When you're ready, Windows, when you're ready to drop the update, yeah, on Windows 10 and give me that Tony Stark level, how are you doing today, Marcus? Should you be eating that? It's, it's, on, it's on the way, I man. want it,
2: bruv. I'm, I'm ready. I'm telling you, that's, that, that's I'm ready. on the way. I, I, don't, I don't even think that's that far off. I'm ready. I'm ready for more
1: colloquial conversation yeah, with yeah. my AI.
2: So, like, basically, you're ready for when we used to watch stuff as kids, when they'd be like, computer, blah, 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 like Batman, for example. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
1: or, like, I want to be able to, you know, say, yeah, Cortana or Dave. What's going on? Dave. What's the weather like, bruv? It's Steve, yeah. what's going on, Steve? Exactly. And I want to be able to say, what's the weather like, bruv, without getting the weather in, bruv. Yeah. Is yeah, like, yeah do yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, So I think that's closer. Really, I think another thing that's going to be the next step for us, Nick, in in terms of how we use our devices is the fluidity of movement between them. So, for example, being on my phone and sending something to another phone or sending something to my computer or you sending something to me and just having a fluid movement mm-hmm. so that you can work in one place and work in another and nearby sharing. It's a great app actually that works on iOS uh, as well as Android and, and such. And uh, it means that I could be on the internet, looking at a website, walk into the room with your windows PC and I can say, Oh Nick, uh, open it up basically and send it over to your, to your device. Now for me, that's super important because I feel like in the future, we're going to move into basically different screen sizes. I think we're going to be in rooms with different size screens and we want to be able to move what we can see between them. And I think this is a really big step towards that because I don't want to have to close something and open it in another device because at the moment you kind of have to do that. Yeah. I mean, there's a few things like there's there's document sharing services where I can like, literally type on one and open up another. But um, the nearby sharing, I'm very, 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 very much excited for more stuff like that. Uh, you've got to be running the latest Windows 10 uh, April updates. If you haven't done that, you won't be able to use that. But I tried it out with my iPhone, sending stuff. I was surfing the web. I sent it over to Edge on on the laptop. And, yeah, it works really well, man. Nice and simple.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like it, sounds like it could be a good thing. And also, I like the idea of, you know, if you've come across a, something. It, it, can be, it can be used for work purposes or something serious, but also something stupid. You could be just sitting there chilling and you've come across a funny website and you be like, oh, have a look at this. And instead of like having to show someone your phone on, on the small screen, you can go boom. And there it
1: is. Yeah. I mean, to sum it up, me looking at the features I've just spoken about, I'd probably find a funny video. Yeah. Or a funny picture. I'd take a little snip of it. I'd annotate it and be like, uh, Nick, look at this. This looks like you, bruv. And then send it over to you. That's one way. (laughs) That's one way I'd use it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, man, that's a bit about Windows 10. Uh, We'll put links in the show description to it so you can check that out, uh, how you can get your hands on on the latest Windows and the devices that work really well with it. Now, as well as some cool software and hardware, Microsoft sent me over some statistics that it put a smile on my face, if I'm honest with you, Nick. And that is the bunch of stats they gave me basically had the correlation that more and more British adults and young adults are turning their passions and hobbies into careers. Okay. And as somebody, you have a career that I'd, I'd call it. It's very passion based. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You love what you do, right? So I'm going to call that, you know, you're passionate about it. And it's very interesting now that one in eight British adults have already turned their passion into a living. Why do you think now that one in eight, that's 12%. That's, that's quite a lot. That's like, you know, one in eight people have turned their passion into something that they make a living off. Yeah. And I feel like one, meeting somebody who did what they loved for a a living was something that you remember for a while but i met someone who's an artist you know i met someone who does music i met someone who's who's like a a creative used to be quite a rare thing but more and more we're finding that why is that nick
2: it's because to be honest with you i believe it's the internet first and foremost you know without sounding like an old man i feel like our generation was the first generation that kind of didn't have internet until we were um teenagers i think that's when the yeah. internet became prevalent for our generation uh but now young people are growing up internet straight away bang and they're seeing youtubers they're seeing um musicians they're seeing even like videographers things like that they're seeing people doing creative stuff from a very early age and also they're very creative themselves you know because the because these people or these young people are using technology from the minute they come out of the womb almost, you know what I mean? Like they're on that tech. So if you speak to most young people, they can they know how to work all sorts of different tech. You know, my nephew, he knows how to open YouTube on the TV, which sounds really basic, but like my mum don't know how to do it. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. My dad don't know how to do it. My nephew's like, what is he, seven? So he can he can go to the T V bang, 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 open whatever YouTube video he wants and then watch it on the telly. So, yeah, it's, it's it's the internet is the primary reason, but then the secondary reason is also they're seeing people that like themselves in these positions. You know, you look at many young YouTubers, KSI's of the world, um, Cal freezies of the world, Logan Paul's of the world. They look like other young people. So they're seeing them and they become their, their heroes and they're like, well, you know, I want a bit of that. Why, why can't I do
1: that? And it's funny you should say that because the second stat that got me, and I, dis- there's a reason why I broke this into two parts. I'm so glad that you said that, is that amongst millennials, so now that's 25 to 35-year-olds, one in five have turned their passion into a living. So the yeah, younger yeah. you're getting, the more people are turning their passions into a yeah. living. So you're saying it's that pure access to technology that's helping people create stuff. Do you think it's because technology now makes it a lot easier for you to be creative so like now we can open up a program well like we just said so now we've just spoken about a, a platform now we can rip a bit of a photo apart put some annotations on it and use that ourselves before you needed to really know what you're doing with a computer but now you can do, do these things relatively simply yeah.
2: bruv there's people out there whose career is instagram as in and i don't mean they work for instagram i mean they have a page Mm-hmm that they upload certain things to this page, whether it be um, cool shops or fashion or whatever, and they're getting paid loads of money just to do that, sponsored posts and all the rest of it. So the technology, the change in technology, and, and everyone's got Instagram, it's on your phone. You know what I mean? So the, the, to, to go back to your point about technology, yeah, definitely. The change in technology now, th- to be a video editor back in the day, you needed a flipping studio, mm. audio editor. Mm. You needed a studio. Now you just need a laptop.
1: Phone, bro.
2: A phone, even. A yeah, phone. I mean, to, for me, it's a little bit like you know, it's not easy to do on a phone. Like, I'd, rather, I'd, rather, I'd rather have a laptop, but yeah, you, you can do it on the phone, yeah. definitely. Yeah. But like, it's it, it, the way things have changed is massive. Uh, Photoshop, even. You know, I know Photoshop's kind of been around for a little while, and it, it, it's it's, I guess you would say traditionally the the oldest kind of um, mainstream. Thing that people are using to be creative, piece of software. But still, there's people out there who are Photoshop wizards, bruv. And they made a career out of it.
1: And then you've got people that know how to use filters, mm-hmm. which to, let's be honest, they're live Photoshop. So you without you don't have to even open a program. You can open your phone, yep. every phone now, not just the social media apps, like you said, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. You can just open your phone, take a selfie, portrait mode, blur out the background. Put a filter on it. You know, it might smooth out certain skin tone, make your eyes look a bit glistening. and yeah, yeah. And then you're good to go. So all, and that sort of stuff, like you said, you need to go home, get your high quality pictures off, fire up yeah, Photoshop. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Make a brew while it renders out. Yeah. No, none of that sort of stuff. You know, you can just turn it around real quick. Right, let me throw another stat at you then. Go on. Or oh, a set of stats. So here are the hobbies under 25s would like to turn into a career. Again, another thing you touched on. 25% of under 25s would like to make computer games a hobby, right? Vlogging or blogging is twenty three percent. Photography is twenty three percent. Again, I feel like vlogging, blogging, and photography are very they go very hand in hand. Yeah. And coding, twenty one percent. Most most young people are taught coding at school now. Yeah. So it's like one of the one of the
2: points I was just going to make to you actually. So it's funny that you mentioned coding is that coding is seen as a hobby. You know that people are saying, "Oh, this is a hobby; it's not a job." But it's actually more of a job now. Mm. The, the, the job landscape has changed as well. Let's yeah. be honest: like a lot of creative jobs that people are more passionate about, they are actual their they're jobs. You know, at the end of the day, it's just they're more mainstream now. Yeah. So people are going, "Oh, this is a passion and a hobby," but you're doing it as a job. But actually, it's it is just a job, if you know what I mean. But it's because those jobs are more commercial now.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And it's funny you should say it's not even funny the fact that you were mentioning that young people are watching youtubers and they're watching you know bloggers and 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 other people that have instagram for a hobby do you think that's why they're literally turning around going well if they if they can do it like you said they look like us they're young why why can't i do that literally
2: anybody can do the 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 vlogging and blogging thing anybody like you know, I'm not dissing anyone at all because, you know, I'm cool with a lot of these guys, but... He like, hates them, really. He like, hates you. He hates <laughs> you. No, <laughs>
1: if, if you're listening, Nick noji fucking hates you. Look, I
2: I, <laughs> I know KSI a bit and I know um, Vicstar, who, yeah. who are two of the biggest YouTubers out yeah. there, right? And... Those guys, they're just normal, cool dudes. Yeah, like yeah. I was I was DJing at Ministry of Sound in London uh, a couple of weeks back, and KSI and, and Vixter and Cal Friese were all there. They're like superstars, don't get me wrong. Everyone in a club, because it was a student night, I was DJing. Like, everyone at the, in the club was like gassed that they were there. But I was just like, yeah. what's going on, guys? So yeah. I chatted a bit and blah, blah, blah. And they're just normal dudes. So people see them and they go, well, these guys are doing it. Why can't I do it? There's this travel vlogger that I, um, I follow on Instagram and... He's, he, again, he's a normal dude. He One day he just went, oh, I'm going to go traveling and then just like and, and then said to himself, I want to document my travels and then bought a, a, a camera and then just added to that collection as he was traveling. And he's, be, been, tra- he's been consistently traveling now for, I think, three years. That's his job. Mm. So he's turned it into a job. He hasn't been home. I think he might have been home for Christmas and blah, blah, blah. But I, I mean, like he now travels the world as his job. And he, he captures all of it, whether it's him getting on the planes, getting off the planes, going into hotels. And he he kind of, in the description below all these videos, he, he says, this is the kit I used. This is the uh, place I stayed at. This is where you can book it. So he's giving away the places, that, the, the, the way that he's doing a lot of these things, the places that he stayed in, blah, blah, blah.
1: So anyone can, you know, replicate that. There's no reason why they can't. So whereas people would say it's my hobby to go traveling in my spare time, mm-hmm and now you have people that have this hobby and they call it their career. Is it any coincidence now that Brits that are under 35 are more likely to define themselves by their passions and hobbies? So you might have somebody that works a day job, but they take the office job, whatever. Cool. You work in admin. But after work, they're taking photos on the weekends. They're taking photos and they're, they're saying, what do you do? And they go, you know what? I'm a photographer. Do you know what I mean? Whereas people that are over 35, they you'd ask them what they do and they might say they would actually, they're more likely to define themselves by their family role, more likely to say, oh, I'm a, a mother or a husband or I am a banker or something like that. Do you know what I mean? They wouldn't use their passions to define themselves. Is this another thing that we're going to see more of? You think like people are going to define themselves by their actual passions? Like, I love this. So this is what I want to do, because by embodying it, you're more likely to be successful in it as well
2: yeah i guess so like you know if you if you in anything in life i feel like if you kind of immerse yourself in it like you know you're going to be successful anyway but if it's something you love it's easier to immerse yourself in that isn't it you know like if nobody wants to do something that they can't stand you know and the age-old saying is find a job you love you never work another day in your life in it so that's what people are trying to discover they're trying to chase that
1: is that where you're at right now nick
2: yeah, man, I'm trying, you know what I mean? I mean? I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Obviously, within the job that you do, there's always certain aspects that you love and certain aspects you don't like. But, you know, I'm just just trying to become that next Gary Lineker, bruv. You
1: yeah? Know I mean? <laughs> no, no, okay, I mean, you've got to get not, a football career I, under your belt there, mate. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm,
2: I'm not trying to be the presenter of Match <laughs> of the Day. I'm just, uh, just trying to do a bit more telly stuff, innit?
1: I hear that. Yeah, we'll see more of that, no doubt, over the next few months. Uh, Let's switch up a little bit. Let's see what's going on in the tech world. Now, we've spoken a lot about mobile devices, being mobile, having a device, moving from this device to that device, devising all over the world, yeah? But have you ever almost been run over when looking at your smartphone, walking around, Nick? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring.
2: I haven't almost been run over by a car or anything like that, but I've most definitely, like, almost walked into people, walked into trees, walked into posts, walked into bus stops, walked into anything, basically. Like, it's it's actually... It's one of the things that annoys me about myself when I'm on my phone, because when people do it to me, when they're on their phones, they nearly walk into me. I'm always like, what's this fool doing? Like, why are you (laughs) looking up? You know what I mean? But then, like, I realise I do it all the time.
1: (laughs) And you got a flatmate that, like, will totally lose concentration on your conversation and will just look at his phone. Bruv, my housemate is the worst for stuff like that.
2: We'll be having a conversation like me and you are now, like he'll be looking at me like you are now. And then all of a sudden his eyes will drift to his phone and like we'll be mid chat and then he's gone. It's like instant. It's not even like he can look away and then still hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's gone. And then uh, I'll be like, what do you think of that? What? (laughs) Like, that's what he's like. I'm like, bruv, we're talking like what's wrong with you? It actually gets on my nerves, that does quite a lot. You can see it's jarring you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's, it's um, annoying.
1: Yeah, I was at a restaurant the other day, actually, and I was looking at my phone on the way to the bathroom. And when I walked into the bathroom, you're going to see where this is going. I realised it smelled quite nice. I was like, this is quite a nice smelling bathroom. Mm-hmm. I was like, where's the urinals? Oh, no urinals. <laughs> yeah, no urinals. Bath? Yeah. Luckily, there were no women in the women's toilets I just walked into. But as I walked out, someone was walking in, and they looked at me as if like, am I going into the wrong Uh the wrong bathroom it, it's
2: so funny how like this is just a little side note but like isn't it so funny how public toilets or public bathrooms or whatever the the separation is like still such a like hard line subject oh yeah and what i mean by that is you know at home you all use the same bathroom it's yeah. cool obviously you're not in there at the same time some people are whatever you all use the same bathroom it's cool but then when you go somewhere in public it's like, if you go in the girl's toilets, people are like, what are you doing in here? Like, like even if it's an accident or if a girl goes in the boy's toilet, it's like, you can't go in there. It's just yeah. like, it's so weird, isn't it? How like, it's it's such a hard line subject and you, you get so embarrassed about it as well. Literally, you've just walked in a room where people go to use the toilet, which is the same as walking into a toilet in someone's house, in a cafe. And so, you know, a lot of places have you, like small little cafes only have one toilet. So like, It's it's true because it's labeled male and female.
1: When you walk in it, you feel stupid, you feel embarrassed. At what point in history did that become such a thing? Like, even I think I was reading about like Roman times, like Greek mythology, Greek times, whatever. And guys' toilets used to be like a series of loos, like holes next to each other. So, Mm -hmm. like, you'd be going for a poo. I'd sit next to you and be like, You're right, mate. How's it going? (laughs) How's it day? You'd be like, yeah, yeah, good, thanks. Well, yeah, not bad. Shouldn't have had a chilli last night. <laughs> you know what I mean? That sort Sh- of stuff. Chilli in Roman times, yeah. <laughs> Grapes. Should have had that Nando's last night, should you, Julius? <laughs> no, I shouldn't. Oh, I should, should have had a Greek mac. That's what I should have <laughs> had, mate. Uh, yeah, so I don't know, man. It's quite interesting that. I, there are a few shared bathrooms that I've seen in sort of forward-thinking offices and stuff like that. Yeah. But The old one extra uh, building. You used to have a shared toilet. Oh, the BBC Radio... Yeah.
2: And then, uh, I went to, um, I went to, what's that Mexican place called? Ah, uh, Chiquitos? No, 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 no. It's,
1: it's like a, it's like a trendier one than a that. A trendier Chiquitos? Yeah. Uh, I'm not as trendy as you, Nick, so I wouldn't know. Oh, uh, but I don't really not want to know if I want to know about a story about a Mexican food and what the
2: bathrooms are No, like. no, it's, it's, like, it, it's like South America. It's not Las Iguanas. Anyway, oh, okay, it's like, yeah, it's like cool. the next one. Uh, they got them all in central London. Yeah. I went to one of those in Soho and it's a unisex toilet. But, like, it's weird. It's a unisex toilet where you wash your hands... And there's no separation of the doors, but you go, you go in through the main door and then there's like a big bit where everyone washes their hands, mm-hmm. male and female. Then the girls turn right to go to like the cubicles, yeah. but there's no separation. Like the right. men can turn right if they want as well. But the girls go right and the men go left. Right. Um, but that was kind of weird. I've also seen um, in a nightclub, I haven't seen it because it was only in the girls' toilets. You know how girls go together all the mm-hmm. time? Mm-hmm. There's There's cubicles that have got two toilets in.
1: Double toileting. Yeah, yeah. So we are going back to the Nando's. Sorry, the Greek times. I mean, it's it's because
2: girls go together cool. and, and they don't mind like like weeing in front of. It's no. Uh, you got to look at it the same as like it's no different than like the urinals. The urinals. You're weeing next to another dude. Yeah. You know what I mean. The only thing that's there is some. Sometimes they have like a separator thing. A lot. A lot of places don't even have a separator. Like, you go to the football, for example, at the Arsenal Stadium, the Emirates, it's just like a big trough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bare dudes all just stood next to each other. So, I guess the double toilet is no different to that.
1: But I've just got to put it out there. We are stinkier when it comes to bathroom habits. And it's yeah, not definitely. just the your own. I think men's shits stink worse than women's. I've just got to put it out there, bruv. It, P- call me sexist. I don't care. I mean, probably.
2: I don't I just, know. I just
1: think, I think they do, bruv. I think we, after my experience of that female's bathroom i walked in i was like clearly people are pooping pooping and peeing in here it smelled luscious walked into the men's and not only did it smell like piss was splashed everywhere which is a side effect to your animals very poopy yeah very poopy bruv but let's move on from poop because this is a subject that we talk about a lot on the show. How do we get here from walking down the street with your phone and almost getting run over, Nick? Bruv, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even know what happened. Right. Anyway, there's a pilot project in Holland. It's a, They're trialling a system called Plus Light Lines, which fits snugly between the cracks and paving bricks of the pavement or road, right? So basically, it's a laser strip, like a light strip, which is coloured either red for stop or green for go. So you can look down at your phone and by looking at the floor, you can see whether it's safe to cross. That makes sense, right? Yeah, so, yeah, crap's yeah. Here. Um, so at the moment, they're only covering a few intersections near some schools, but they'll be coming widely available if it catches on. Now, it all seems kind of cool, but are these devices rewarding bad behavior as in not paying attention while you're walking down the street? Is this a thing that's going to be great for you walking down the street in Holland and then when you go for a little Euro trip to the UK, you walk across Oxford Circus And you're not paying attention.
2: Euro trip, not for long, mate. Um, (laughs) Yeah, uh, we do politics on the show as well. Um, I don't know how I feel about this. If I'm honest with you, like I, I I feel like just fucking look up from your phone once in a while, man. Yeah, Yeah, that's how I feel about it. Like because also this is just going to encourage. Moped robberies of phones, because in busy cities this is a this is an actual problem. Um, this isn't even a joke. This is a problem in London. These moped robberies are crazy because people are looking at their phones, phone in their hands, even in W one, so Oxford Street. You know, mm. even in mm. the central In fact, central London is where it's more prevalent. You're walking down the street, phone in hand, not paying attention. All of a sudden, snatch, ram, gone. Like that. It's only going to increase things like that, and I. D- I don't know. Like, I get, I feel like the company behind it have got a good idea. I don't want to slate the company behind it at all mm-hmm. because they're just trying to capitalize on something that people do. But then, on you've got that happening. And then, on the flip side, you've got companies, um, tech companies, introducing things like um, limiting uh, software on the phone so that you're not always on your phone. So then, it's like, why don't you just put your phone in your pocket and then walk to where you've got to get to and then get your phone out? kind
1: of thing yeah man i'm a big fan of consuming whatever you can when you can we only get a certain amount of time in Mm -hmm. our lives so i'm like when you're walking around podcast how to kill an hour obviously yeah yeah audio book yeah music yeah get in then get it in then when you're sitting down read you might need your phone to if you're
2: navigating your way around somewhere like you know what i mean
1: even then, though, flipping, put the voice activation on. Turn left here. Turn right on Charter nah, that's, Street. That's,
2: that's a bit annoying, though. I got, what? I, I gotta say, like, I, I, whenever I'm walking around, I don't put the sat nav
1: like voiceover on. That, that, that's annoying. I do. That's how I walk through countries I've never been to before. Like I know where I'm going. People are like Marcus, how do you know where we're going? I'm like, it's just intuition. Yeah, in yeah, my, my in nose, my, it. In my ear, it's going. Turn right on La Jorento Street. And I'm like, like, okay. What? La Jorento yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. you go. All right, cool. Fair enough. Right. Another yeah. thing that's happened. And um, this is something that could affect you directly, Nick, as somebody who DJs at live shows and, yeah. and I present live events and festivals. There has been the first VR concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a partnership with Oculus uh, and an artist. Called Vance Joy But it doesn't really matter Who the artist is No nope. They put on a live set It wasn't like a pre-recorded set From various angles A live set uh, They popped up A camera that could pick up A 360 view And you could effectively Go to a concert From your own house Now This is something that could Very well happen Very soon There could be concerts right. That have a hundred people They, they could do it now Yeah but this could, be, this could be part of like an artist strategy. There could be, for example, let's who's doing a world tour? J. Cole. Mm-hmm. So J. Cole could say, right, I'm doing my tour. I'm going to do all these dates. And then I've got these virtual dates as well for small capacity venues. Or these dates you can plug in and, and, and listen or watch, whatever. So I'm going to give you a few, a few scenarios that are problems and positives when you're watching uh, shows live, both for the people that are putting them on and both for the, uh, the person that's going to the show as well. So one thing that's going to be affected, obviously, Nick, is crowd control. Mm-hmm. When you go to a concert, you've been to a, you've been to a busy concert, haven't you, before? And I know, obviously, you're a celebrity, Nick Bright, so you're sliding through the back door, yeah, whatever. But I you, <laughs> there's like things like when you go to the O2. I went there to see. This was just comedy, but this is something else you could do. I went to see Kevin Hart. Driving there, the traffic was insane, and I got there like two hours before the show. Parking, I had to park like half a mile away it felt like yeah mm-hmm. then there's queuing when you get to the venue you should just get a tube there all right get tube. The north greenwich station yeah. you know what i mean all right, there you go. sorry mate just like to drive in it you know what i mean uh, <laughs> then there's getting into the venue what negotiating other people then there's getting a drink then there's finding your seat then there's maybe somebody telling you oh excuse me i'm just sitting a few there you gotta get up again let them walk past you sit down yeah. there's all of that and to me sometimes Jars me, <laughs> like, but for me that's just
2: part of the experience, man. That's part of going to experience a moment
1: in life. For me, like, but go on, carry on. I'm just saying. On the flip side, turn on your Oculus headset. Hmm. Go get a beer from the fridge. Hmm. Crack on. You're in the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm.
2: I, I'm just gonna. Go, you, you know where I'm going with it. Go on. Go on. I I hate the idea. I absolutely can't stand the concept. The only thing that is positive of this for me is um, people that have got disabilities or, you know, they can't go to the concert because of physical reasons. So for that reason, it's a really good thing. Anything else, terrible. Like, go to the flipping concert, man. Why do you want to sit inside with, like, a VR headset on your head? You can't even see the beer you're drinking. You're on about getting a beer from the fridge. You're missing <laughs> your mouth. You can't even see where your mouth is. You've got the flipping headset on. Like, go to the gig and enjoy the gig. I, I just, like, it reminds me of that. I think we spoke about it on the show before. It reminds me of that movie Surrogates, the Bruce Willis movie, where mm. that nobody goes outside in real life. They send a robot representation of themselves out into the real world, and they all just sit inside watching it go out into the real world. And it just, it's a little bit like that for me. The whole reason that I want to go to a gig cuz for me watching it on VR it's no different to what just watching a YouTube video or watching it on a regular screen unless you're there fully immersed in the gig and I know VR is 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 an immersive experience you know I'm not saying that it's not not a not a good positive thing as a concept VR this is but I feel like using it for this reason, I'd rather just be at the gig, man. You know, I'd rather be at the gig with my friends as well. You, but if you're watching it on uh, in this VR thing, you're not with your mates. Yeah. You know, you're not able to um, chat up any girls or guys that might be there. You know what I mean? You're not going to find your potential new wife or husband sitting on the sofa in your in your house. And also feel like there'll be a little bit of emptiness in terms of like when the gig's over. And they're like, thank you very much, blah, blah, blah. You just take off your goggles and go, anyway. Right. <laughs> Going for a dump upstairs. <laughs> like, you know, like there's the whole kind of, when a gig's finished, there's the whole, like, everyone in there is buzzing because, like, the encore was amazing. And you're like, oh, my God, that was sick. Or, you know, you're, you're laughing with other members of the audience because the comedy was so funny. Like, you miss all of that. So... You know, I feel like, like I said, for medical reasons, for people that are disabled, people that are unable to go to a concert, this could be a really, really good thing. But I feel like if you can go to a concert, man, you should do your best to go. And then maybe it can be a backup for if you don't get tickets or can't get tickets because it's sold out, blah, blah, blah. But I would never choose that over the actual experience of going.
1: I'm going to add to that and say for underprivileged people, I'd love to be able to say that I could broadcast a live show to like, you know, Africa or something like oh, that. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? I'd, I'd like to add to that. And you just got me reminiscing when you when you mentioned. Hang on, hang on, though. Though I will say
2: before you before you continue, if you can afford an Oculus. Headset, and VR. How underprivileged I
1: send stuff out there. I'd send it out. Do you yeah, know what, what I mean? I mean. That's like, what I mean. Send it out. That's what I mean. Like I, I would love to send that experience out to people yeah. so they can experience that. Yeah. <laughs> how do you it's mean? Like,
2: that's what I mean. You're sitting there. You're sitting there in, in, in a shanty town, but you're like, boom! Don't worry, man's got an Oculus, man. It's cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not that. That
1: would be. Uh, you know what I mean? But
2: don't worry, bro. Man's got an Oculus. Yeah, I couldn't afford the like money to go and see Beyonce, but don't worry. Do you know what?
1: You, you joke though, but with the the price of smartphones, Nick. Though, <laughs> they, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Smartphone, cardboard device. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're not too. F- it, it would be more feasible, yeah. easier to get your hands on a smartphone than it would be to get a ticket out of a country to a gig. And I guess, al- and also, smart smartphone
2: thinking. lasts. It's, it's a because people always talk about the cost of a smartphone and all the rest of it. They are saying they're too expensive, aren't they? But actually,
1: for the amount that you use your phone, hundred percent. You know, what I mean, it's, what else do you out. touch as much? That costs. When you think about how much you use that device, there's very li- there's nothing else that I have in my hand as much as no. as my phone. All the, you can crack all the jokes you want in the world. I don't even touch that as yeah. much as my phone. It's you know true. I mean? it's, it's true. true. And, and we're guys. Yeah, <laughs> I mean
2: that's all we do. Your, we, your so phone do. is like it's, it's the number one, isn't it? You know, it is.
1: A hundred percent. hundred percent. But you got me reminiscing. Actually, one good thing about live gigs that you wouldn't get is that as an artist when an artist sees a crowd liking a certain tune or reacting it's those little kind of hey you like that huh yeah, yeah, ah! yeah. or sometimes not in like stadium shows but in slightly smaller shows i was very privileged uh shout out to my old manager austin spotify austin dubbo who brought me to it was like a 300 capacity uh ray with nas mm-hmm. and because it was so small he could change up the track list I think he said something like hey you like that do you know do you want to hear bye baby and like, oh people like oh yeah do bye baby bye yeah. baby and he was like okay DJ yeah let's put that on let's do it and I was just like again like you said if you're wearing a headset you know what do you do like send a tweet or an email Yeah, you're not, do you know
2: what I mean you're not part of it you're, yeah. you're somebody just watching from afar aren't exactly you, you know? you're not part of the moment yeah Right now, this episode of How to Kill an Hour is brought to you by Microsoft. We are all about empowering those who want to achieve their creative goals whether in or out of the office man so Microsoft has worked with manufacturers such as HP which is why they sent us the HP MVX2 to launch the wave of always connected laptops that connect to the internet via a sim without the need for Wi-Fi which means you don't need that dead out Wi-Fi you know that one that that BT open zone that keeps popping up (laughs) that don't connect you know them ones there where it's like you think you've got Wi-Fi you're like oh wicked and then like you can't get on you need to log in. Nah, it's gone. Also, they've got a battery life that lasts all day. Windows always connected devices make it easy for people to enjoy their passions and pursue their goals, no matter whether they're at a desk, in the bedroom, or even in a foreign country. Check out the hashtag Be More Free to see how others are taking their passions with them everywhere they go with Windows 10, man. Yeah, buddy.
1: So, what do we need from our tech to be creative on the go, Nick? I gave you all these stats a little earlier on in the show. More of us are interested in using tech to turn our hobbies into actual careers. Mm-hmm. I'll go as far as to say the people that you're listening to right now, Marcus Bronzi and Nick Bright, are doing very passionate bits of work out here yeah. and, turn, and calling them careers. But let's be honest with the listener right, right now. Like, What do we need... Right now, what do we require and what do you think is going to be the future of what people like us need to continue being creative on the go? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I don't know, let me start off with one. Like, for example, weight is a real serious thing for me. Yeah. When I went over to E3 recently, a big, big thing for me was being able to have the equipment to grab audio, really good pictures and some video content but have it all in a rucksack that isn't gonna bust my back by the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, end of the day. Cause I could be I could be doing no exaggeration, ten K a day walking around. And you don't wanna have stuff that weighs you down when you're in a, a hot convention. Do you know what I mean? Convention centre. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, definitely. Like nobody wants to be lugging around. I mean, the, the classic example for that, uh, as as a DJ, the whole vinyl to Serato to USB now. It went from having. Oh, Nick, bring us back.
1: Bring us back. <laughs> back it, in the day. It,
2: it went. It went from having. Oh wow. Bear echo on the voice. It, it went. It went from having um, vinyl boxes, which like weigh a ton, bruv. If you were DJing abroad, that was your fee. You were spending your fee on. Just like the, the excess baggage w- went from that to Serato, which in itself is still quite heavy because you still need a laptop in a in a backpack and then the, the, the kit in there to now USB. When I go in DJ now that my DJ bag is a headphone bag. Like I've got I've got a, a, a UDG um, headphone bag. Ultimate DJ gear. Yeah, which which uh, just fits my headphones in and then like it's got slots for your USBs and that's it.
1: So let's bring, let's really break that down. So uh, we won't break it down as far as what a record is. We'll let you Google that if you don't know what that is. But in a record box, Nick, there were two common sizes. There are others. A record box or a bag that can contain fifty records, mm-hmm. and one that can c- contain a hundred records. Yeah. Records when you get fifty of them and put them together, one of them isn't that heavy. When you get fifty and squeeze them next yeah, to each yeah. other, pretty heavy, right? It's like proper heavy, bro. Heavy. Then if you put it in a soft bag or case, then makes it a little bit heavier. Yep. If you wanted to really protect them, you might have aluminium cases, mm-hmm. uh, and those would be extremely heavy. And, and if you wanted to do a two-hour set, which was like the standard DJ set, you would need enough records so that you could provide entertainment. Sometimes it was a few genres, more likely to be one back in the day. And if you could only carry 100 records in a box, you might need... 200 records because yeah. there's, there's, there might only be a couple of tunes Well, there might be only be one tune that you want to play on yeah. each
2: record and, and also you know you can't pre-plan it a lot of people anyway it's very hard to pre-plan a, a DJ set yeah. you know what I mean so it's like you, there'd, there'd be records in those boxes that you're not going to play but yeah. like y- you might play you yeah. know you don't know what you're going to play so yeah y- you're essentially taking two record boxes which is ridiculous <sighs> And, you know, the, the, the funny thing about it is now that the Pioneer DJ software is called Box. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what I sort out all of my music in and it just goes onto a USB. Are you
1: fully off, which was the next step we're going to get to, was having a laptop and having a sound card which plugged into the turntable yeah. so you could use them. Are you fully past that now? Yeah. Or are, you, are you just onto USB sticks? Just, just straight USB. That's all I use How now. did you find that, like, moving onto those? It was weird at first because, like,
2: when you have Serato, you've got your whole music library there, you know what I mean? So there's, it's a bit of a safety net. It's a bit like... Because let's be honest, a lot of the DJ gigs that I play at or, you know, that Marcus plays at as well, um, it's open format. So that means that, you know, you could be playing house, hip-hop, you know, you could be playing R&B. The sets aren't like one-genre sets. If you're a house music DJ, for example, it's very, it's very easy to be a USB DJ because you just go, well, I just play house all my house goes onto this one USB stick. Bang. When you're open format, you could be DJing somewhere playing an old, you could be DJing somewhere, sorry, playing like a new Drake song. And then all of a sudden someone will come up to you and be like, oh, have you got like this um, storm queen or whatever, you know, like a house tune. And then like, you got to have that. And then like next thing, someone's coming up to you going, oh, have you got Kanye West gold digger, which is an old school hip hop songs. So it's like, that was what you, were, that was what a uh, Serato was really good for. Cause I had my whole music library on my um, laptop. But now with um with USB, it was hard at first, but now I'm like, you know what? I'll always play for the crowd, but I, I, I'm also like, you know, if I ain't got a tune, I ain't got a tune. You know what I mean? And Get to, on with it. Yeah, to push things forward, man. Like, you can't be doing the same set for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? So I just I, I just decided,
1: like, fuck it, basically, one day. Really? Have you got a little bit of, like, have you still got a bit, like, on your sticks, a bit of taste of an old school? If, yeah, yeah, I've, if you still, I've still
2: got, like, you know... Tunes that you know work, mm. like, you know what I mean, like the SOS, I used to call it the SOS crate in Serato. <laughs> so it's like when, when, when everything else is going down like a lead balloon, you can just go emergency crate, boom, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just draw for that. But um, it's cool, though, because like I said, I, I've been playing quite a lot in, uh, in places like Ministry of Sound in, in, in London where actually the ravers are very open to a lot of new hip-hop. Rather than like if you go outside London a lot of the time, um, the music changes massively. You know, a lot more kind of commercial slash old school stuff is what's wanted outside London. But then when you play in London, you know, it's still like com- to a lot of people, it's still commercial. But you can play like New Drake, New Migos, New Rick Ross like, and people know it. You know, what I mean, they like it. Whereas if you try to do that outside London, it might you might get parred.
1: Yeah, it really tests what the classics are. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So uh, we won't bang on like DJs do. You? Oh, back in the day, right? <laughs> now we got USB. In the future, let's use the DJing as an example because we're talking about lightweight equipment. Where do you think we're going to go? How how much smaller is your DJ kit going to get? Because I, th- I think I know where it's going to go. I feel like it's going to go turn up at the club with headphones. There might be headphones there, but you might have your own. You might not even need the USB sticks. Log in.
2: Yeah. Probably. That's how I feel like it's yeah. yeah yeah Probably, they'll, they'll be, that's probably definitely, probably definitely, that's a, a terrible, <laughs> terrible. Definitely, maybe. Yeah, it's definitely going to go that way. Okay. It, it will almost be like you upload your music to some kind of encrypted thing in the cloud, and then you just go, you get to a, a club, type in your credentials, bang,
1: bang, bang, and then all your tunes are there. Sick. There. All right. So what's something else that you think you need as a creative when you're on the go, Nick? You're out there taking pictures. You're out there communicating constantly with, you know, agents, work.
2: Yeah. Bruv, not even this one. This one's self-explanatory for me because we've already mentioned this a little bit. But battery life. Not not only just for your laptop or something, your phone. Because mm. so many people do stuff on their phones. And, you know, when the first, um, the first smartphones came out, the battery life was crap bruv. and and that's because we were so used to having nokia's and stuff like that where the battery life was amazing and then obviously we made the jump to smartphones and the battery technology wasn't there yet you know and they're still finding their feet if we're honest you know what i mean with with the smartphones they're getting better and better and better all the time but you know that's so important there's nothing more annoying than when you're trying to be creative than when you run out of battery or your battery's low and you're like oh you know i I can't do that now because my battery's gonna run out it's annoying just the just the pressure of having a battery that's on
1: under 40 percent yeah gives me a little bit of anxiety yeah under 40 you start you're starting to think shit where's where's my next charge point uh, man uh, you start feeling the 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 crack fiend yeah i need some charge man. i need some (laughs) juice I I was having a conversation actually with uh, another content creator his name's Gadgets John actually part of the Gadgets Boy Collective and he was we I think we're talking about MWC which is the big yeah. uh convention which is pretty much about mobile tech and we were saying that the next big big break breakthrough in technology is going to be the battery pack yeah, that lasts for a long time I feel like that might be the selling point if somebody says we've got hey we've got a device it might not be the fastest, might not be the, the, the most powerful, but guess what? You're going to get good battery life, a real day out of it. Yeah, That might be the, the device, whether it's, a I don't know, a tablet or a phone, whether that might be the thing that really, like the tide turns on that and people go for it.
2: I, I agree. Like battery, people just want to not have to charge their phone every five seconds. When you've got most smartphones out there now, you don't leave the house without a charger and if you do if you're if you're going to be out all day this is if you do leave your house without a charger you're thinking shit. like, oh, like i better not use it too much i better not you whereas like back in the day i never used to think like that with my old school phone you know what i mean because they, they just lasted forever yeah. so yeah that will be that will be like what a lot of people are waiting for in the next generation of smartphones for for sure cool what else do you think we need we need the internet, bruv. Like <laughs> Straight in with that one. We need that. You can't... Nowadays, well, I'll give you an example. I went to see my parents uh, earlier this week. Yeah, man. And, um, How was it, by the way? Good time? Yeah, yeah man. All good. Ain't seen them for a while. But I went to see them earlier this week. And the, there's, there's roadworks happening on the big main road where they live. And the fiber optic cable got severed. So uh, my parents' internet was out for a whole they went out at like 20 past midnight because I was watching Netflix and it just died. Went out 20 past midnight and I'm I don't know, anyway, I went to sleep, got up the next day internet and it still ain't working. And then uh, it didn't get fixed till like 10 PM that night. And like, it was out all day because they were like fixing the fiber optic cable that got severed by the, by the roadworks. And just that one day was like, shit, you can't get anything done without the internet. And I was following like, I was following what other people were saying on Twitter because I was searching in the Twitter search bar, kind of like um, internet outage and where they live. And people were like, I've gone to Costa, I've gone to Starbucks, like people, because people need the internet to work. You know mm. what I mean? It's not even just about checking your Instagram or whatever. It's, it's people need this to work. Mm. And, and me and my dad were actually having a conversation saying like, imagine if the internet just died now completely, you know, like if they, if they just, something happened and it all just like fell off. How would people do their jobs? A lot chaos. of jobs, it, chaos a lot of, would ensue. A lot of jobs now are impossible to do without the
1: internet. Do you know what's funny about about what you said, Nick? The how you found out what was wrong in your area was by the an, internet. internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, So if you didn't have internet, say the Wi-Fi went down as well. Yeah, you would not know what's going on, would you? You'd have, no, you'd just be like, "What's going on?" Luckily, the, com- the company that my dad is
2: um, gets his internet from Sky. They uh they text him. Okay. They text with updates. So every three hours he was getting texts like
1: Yeah. So they went for the old retro yeah, text I message.
2: I know, right?
1: SMS. Old school that, innit? Yeah, very so yeah, Batcher, I agree with it, man. And you said your friend's a traveller and um he he travels as his career. So not guess- my, he's not my mate, but like <laughs> he's just someone I follow. Someone that you follow, oh, same yeah. thing. Yeah. Does he follow you back? No. Best mates. Mm-hmm. So this guy that you follow, he travels for his career internet is super vital for him and not only just wait, like wired but on the go as well because yeah. as, as you've heard when things get a bit ropey that wi-fi has got you cool Bruv, all three things we've mentioned the super important for him internet battery life and lightweight kit there we go uh software as well i guess is pretty important for him as yeah. well like so uh at the moment we've not quite got the power that we want from tablets and phones you said it nick like I, you know i said you can edit stuff on, on like video on your phone you were like yeah but it's not quite at a point now where you say you could do an uh, edit as quickly or as uh, make an edit that's as tight with your phone mm-hmm. as when you're using a device. So I think software is something that I can't wait till we start getting that multi-platform software that really means we can provide primo content from a device like yeah. a phone. But don't get me wrong. We've got good video, good pictures, good editing software. But still, I think the, the laptops and PCs they're still pipping everything to the post when it comes to quality. You know, they're not editing down Marvel films on devices like, you know, souped up iPads or tablets now. Do you know what I mean? would be hilarious if they were. Like <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else do you think we need, Nick? Uh, I like the idea of
2: being able to move seamlessly between devices. You know, like being able to uh, type be typing something on your laptop and then you're like, oh, oh I've got to go. Close the laptop, but then you can carry on. Uh, on your phone the the type in say if you were writing a script for something for example or writing a proposal for something and you're doing it on your laptop and you're like oh man i've got to go to this meeting now or i'm going to meet my chick or anything bang close the laptop but then you're on the train and you can continue working on this script on your phone like that's something that will maximize time as well you know what i mean like you'll you'll be able to do stuff on the move um, start stuff at home and then carry it on on your commute. It's loads of like variables and options. So yeah, that's important to me.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. Especially like you know, you talk about stuff on your radio shows that have just happened to you in life. Mm-hmm. It's nice to like be like, oh, that was funny, and make a little note. And then when you go to work, that might note will be sitting there on the yeah, screen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, because a lot of your observational stuff. Well, this is me personally. When I listen to radio, a lot of the observational content. It reminds me of, like, stand-up comedy, and I think yeah, yeah. those sort of things that you talk about happening in life, generally, are, like, some of the stuff that, like, really connects with me. Like, so, you know, you mentioned, <laughs> Nick, I love it, his flatmate gets it on radio. Spoke about your flatmate wearing their clothes straight off the dryer. Yeah, man, that's 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 another annoying that thing.
2: <laughs> he, like, he, he, he basically leaves his clothes... Off on, the air Yeah, on the air for forever. Like... <laughs> Is that his wardrobe? That's what he uses it as his wardrobe. He done it, he done a wash over a week ago, and there's still stuff on the air and now. That and he's just wearing it off it every day. Have you discussed this? He knows that I find it annoying. I mean, he did say it to, it to the, it. the nation yeah. Nick, on over the radio. Did he hear that? He Kip? don't. He don't listen. He don't. He don't. He not <laughs> It's
1: just you know. I'm used to it now. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, another thing that we need from tech we've mentioned a few times is the ability for us to focus on stuff like one thing at a time. I'm really glad that. A lot of the tech companies now, including Microsoft, are giving us things like Focus Assist and stuff like that, mm-hmm. so we can really make sure we're. Even though we can do everything at the same time, we are not. We're focusing on one thing at a time. Uh, and I will say this, Nick, to wrap this up: there's something that we've got in the studio that kind of ticks a lot of these boxes. You know what I mean, bro? The uh, Windows 10 powered HP N V X2 in one t- X2 two in one detachable PC it is light. Weighs 1.2 kilograms, 22 hours battery, la- 22 hours battery. That's mad. That's, that's, that's a lot.
2: You could, you could take, you could take a flight pretty much anywhere in the world on one charge.
1: Netflix download. Yeah. Bosh. Uh, internet, you don't need to tether with it because it takes a SIM card. Um. In the future, uh, word on the road is we're going to be all about electronic SIMs. Uh, which I think makes sense so, yeah. yeah just a semi program uh, software to help you do uh, what you need to do on your lappy anywhere plus seamlessly between devices yep we spoke all about that the new windows 10 has got you when it comes out that uh, when it comes to that uh, focus mode is great as well I mean hey it ticked the boxes
2: yeah yeah I mean listen for every for every problem that we've kind of come up with, there's it's there's a solution to it there. So I can't knock it, bro.
1: Time travel is the only thing, the solution that Microsoft yeah. needs to sort out in I the did Windows didn't,
2: update, please. We, we didn't flag that as a as a problem, though, did we?
1: No, I'm just throwing it into the mix. Right, just, okay. You know when you put stuff out there hoping yeah. that uh, they yeah. just say, hey, how to kill an hour, yeah. Marcus Bronzy and it bright. We're working on it. Do you want to try it out? Well, if we're throwing things pie in the sky out yeah. there for things that
2: Microsoft <laughs> can work on for their next um, <laughs> their next update, if they could also include just a, a money printer in the next one, that would be good as well. Bitcoin creator. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. what you want. That just creates bare Bitcoins. Mm. Not not this digging for Bitcoin stuff that I've seen th- these real smart people doing. Yeah. I mean, just a Bitcoin generator that any idiot like me can set up and just become rich overnight. That'd be great. Cheers, guys. Okay,
1: we'll put that out there in the ether. Um, what do you think we'll need from future devices? Like We spoke about a few specific needs that we'll have, but like, do you think we will eventually, for example, have the... like? I feel like we need this kind of device that's like an all-encompassing, does everything. Do you think we? that's the direction that we're kind of heading in? Do you think that'll be another point where it's a big breakthrough? Yeah. One thing that does everything. It's
2: already... We've seen stage one of that happen a few years ago when, you know, back in the day you needed a, a, a phone, a camera, um, you know, an MP3 player. You needed all of these different things and now they've already been rolled into one thing, a phone. Mm. So now they've kind of, because obviously new technology happens all the time. So now you've got phones, laptops, tablets, you know. Are they just going to roll all of those into one thing? I'm guess I'm guessing some people have already, or some manufacturers manufacturers have already done similar things to that. You know, um, there's the I can't remember which one is it. The Samsung Note I want to say that might be like um quite a big phone tablets. So, yeah, so it's like a phablet. There's phablets out there, isn't there? You know, like things like that. So yes. I feel like you can you can. I don't feel like it's as it's it's as necessary as when we had a camera, uh, a phone, an MP3 player, rolling all that into one. That made sense to me, but I feel like having a tablet and having a phone and having a laptop. That's all right with me. Like you know, I I feel like all three of those don't need to go into one thing. Okay. Obviously, it makes it more beneficial because the the uh, as as we've already discovered with the um, HP MVX two. It's you can use it in tablet mode and you can use it as a laptop as well. Um, so it's nice for that reason, especially as I mentioned, if you're getting a flight or you're commuting or you're traveling somewhere, you can put it into tablet mode and watch a, a movie or something. But then you can also then just put it back into, you know, laptop mode and then type up a document or do some work or whatever. So for that reason, I guess, but for, for me, for my um, personal needs, I don't necessarily need it to do that.
1: Okay, cool. Do you, you think that multi-skilled people are going to have the advantage moving forward? Then, in what
2: way? Like
1: p- people? Do you mean people that like? You know, there was like a saying that we used to hear when we were younger: like, "Don't be a jack of all trades and a master of none." Mm. I feel like now, being a jack of all, tr- being a photographer, videographer, oh yeah,
2: uh, editor, you can't just be one thing now. So that phrase is redundant to me. Yeah, like nowadays. I'll give you an example. I work in in the radio industry. Um, You know, a lot of people that get employed now by the BBC at at, um, assistant producer level, which is one below producer, obviously, assistant producer level, they're employed now as what's called a content AP. So they come on as a content assistant producer. Uh, They still work on the radio shows, but they're taught how to video edit. They're taught how to shoot. They're taught how to Photoshop. Because you need to know all these things now. If you're ju- if you're somebody who only knows how to do the radio, you're extinct, bro. Like that's the way it is. So yeah, to answer your question, people with multiple skills are definitely uh, in a, in a advantageous position. Like if you if you were an employer, let's flip it that way because it's easier for people to imagine. Then, if you were employing people and you worked in a creative job and your main industry was, I don't know, your main industry was graphics, Photoshop, et cetera, et cetera. Would you employ somebody who's can only do that, or would you employ somebody who can do that, but can also sound edit, video edit, shoot, like, all of that other stuff? You, like, you know, it's a no-brainer for me. Yeah,
1: I'd want that person. I'd also want that person who's passionate enough to be always looking at the next thing as yeah, well. Yeah.
2: Like, I, I've i never understood the... um. I've never understood the kind of mentality that some people have where it's like, they don't want to learn the new technology. They don't want to be up with what's hot. They don't want to be up with, maybe it's just because, you know, I'm a DJ, as we mentioned. And like within, within that world, it's very much like you're looking you're always looking for the next new music artist. You're always looking for the next producer or whatever. And maybe that just kind of spills over into the rest of my life. But, you know, my parents' generation are very much like, you know, the, they didn't embrace technology and the internet when it first came around. Now, both my mum and dad use the internet and stuff, but when it first came around, they didn't use it. They didn't have smartphones. I, I almost had to force them to have it, and now they love their smartphones. You know what I mean? When you first get
1: the emojis and the messages yeah. from your parents, you know, right, they're yeah. invested now in it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I, f- I showed my dad how to use emojis and now he loves them.
1: My mum's only just getting that now, emojis. You know what I mean? Yeah, and my mum's drawing for. Like she's swiping, she's going into the emojis. She's getting bringing up Chinese symbols, hundred yeah, percent. She's bringing getting, up that sort of she's stuff. She's on it, yeah, yeah, man. She's yeah. smashing that. There's
2: some new emojis coming out soon, actually, as well. Is yeah. it? What,
1: what have we got on the way?
2: Um, ginger hair and stuff like that. I, I haven't looked properly, but there's there's ginger hair and stuff coming.
1: Well, so. it, it's good to look at a future relic, isn't it? Because yeah. apparently, ginger people are on the way out, aren't they? Going to going to be extinct. Well, listen, the lord of the gingers, Ed Sheeran's doing all right. You know what I mean? So you can't yeah, knock it. But he's like Neo in the Matrix, isn't it? There's only one of him. Yeah, you say that. What, but then what other famous gingers are there? Greg Rutherford, the Olympic yes, long jumper. Yes, yes. Um, Rupert Grint off of Harry Potter. Who, Ed Sheeran, people, Ed Sheeran's at school, they used to say he looked like yeah. Rupert, didn't they? Yeah. Um. Uh, what other famous gingers? I'm sure I'm
2: forgetting loads. You know, so big up all the gingers out there. Shout out to you! I'm just forgetting a few of
1: you, and that that comes with maximum love from the ginger yeah. uh, beard hairs and head hairs that I get once in a while. I, I don't have any ginger hair, but really, I get really like they proper like they're strong. So I get like a normal beard hair, but if I get a ginger one that grows, it's like a tree.
2: Really? Yeah, man. I just get bare grey hairs, bruv.
1: Ah, oh, well, it's that uh, it's that genetic. You know, anyway.
2: they say, mate, bald or grey. So I know which way I'm going. So where am I? Am I going bald then? Well, you're not
1: grey yet, so you could be, mate. The hairline's strong in my yeah, family, Yeah, the hairline's though. strong on you now, though. I'm not going to lie. I mean, there's a few mates at uni when we were, like, 19. When they were already going back. Yeah. Yeah, that's like me, though, bro. And they had, like, those super creative barbers that would do, like, I don't know, i do his wizardry,
2: I got i got long hair, so you can't really see. But, like, if I push my, like, long hair back, it's like... You're not falling back. No, nah, but it's, it's not straight like yours. Like, it's like, if I push this bit up, it's like... It's like up there.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Welcome to How to Kill an Hour, the male grooming show. (laughs) Listen, man, we can do it all.
2: We can do it all on the
1: show, mate. This week, it's all about Microsoft Windows 10. Next week,
2: it's all about, you know, something to do with your barnet.
1: (laughs) Um but yeah, I mean I just kind of want to wrap up this whole situation by saying, you know, we are definitely people who are very interested in being on the go. We have to be. There's episodes of the show that me and Nick have done when we're in different parts of the world, quite literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we've traveled around and recorded shows all over the place. So for us, being mobile and creative is a really, really big thing for us. So, you know, if you're someone who's invested in that, make sure you check out everything we're doing at How to Kill an Owl because we cover loads of stuff like that. And also now is the time to make your passion your job, man. Yeah,
2: you heard it here. We've given you all the
1: stats. Yes, yes. Just get the right tools, yeah, and they will help facilitate your passions, yeah? Mm-hmm. Would you agree, Nick? Yeah. Any th- other words of wisdom you'd like to bring?
2: Um, My word of wisdom to bring to the podcast right now is that if there's somebody out there that's doing something and you're looking at it like, oh my God, that looks amazing. I would love to... I'd love to like try my hand at that or give it a go. Just do it Mm -hmm. like a lot's. There's so many people out there that, you know, they see passionate things that other people are doing. They see things, you know, like YouTubers. We gave that example earlier on. There's so many people out there that would love to just like give it a go. Why not? Yeah. You know, I'm not saying you're going to get KSI numbers. I'm not saying you're going to get, you know, ridiculous numbers like some of these guys get, but I'm, I'm just putting it out
1: there. If it's something you love doing, just try it anyway. Yeah. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You will not get KSI numbers because you're not KSI. You will get your numbers. Exactly. And the people that support you will be your fans. Exactly. Finally, a big thank you to Microsoft who are all about empowering those who want to achieve their creative goals in or out of the office yeah that's right with products uh, like the
2: hp mv x2 two-in-one detachable pc powered by windows 10 believe me you can do just that it's sleek strong also uh, it's got protective gorilla glass oh yeah unbelievably mobile at 6.9 millimeters thin and just over 1.21 kilograms in weight meaning you and your creative hobby turned career can travel much further
1: that's right man check out that hashtag be more free to see how others are taking their passions with them everywhere they go courtesy of windows 10 powered devices
2: yep you know the drill there's plenty of ways to kill time thank you for killing some with us peace